0: feel it coming in the air, hear yeah. the screens from everywhere, yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. it's a dangerous so. love affair, Come on. can't be scared when it goes down, got a problem tell me so. now, only thing that's on my mind
1: is who's so. going on this town tonight. Yeah.
2: Welcome to the Quarman Lawson Sports Talk. It is Monday. Alex Vance is in the studio. We have Debra Debris online. We have a fast-paced show. Don't forget March 24th at Armadillos Grill. We will be, I said, 25th, Alex. March 25th, we'll be at Armadillos Grill. Two-hour live remote. March 25th, come on out. Go to the webpage. See all the good eateries they have. All the good drink specials they have, especially on Fridays. Alex Clancy. Yo, welcome to the show, Devil Thank Debris. You. I am having a mango Rita right now as we speak, because my throat is a little rough. So before I can get started, and I have water also, so don't take that press. Now the brackets, that's yeah, it could be, it could be. Oh, I need to get up. You know, I'm I'm rushing to get here, but the traffic's but the, but the traffic's not bad. And I'm, I'm only I'm only giving myself twenty minutes to get here. Because I'm leaving right before that right after that rush hour passed through. So I gotta so I gotta rush. So I'm getting here right at showtime, so I'm not having time to get my notes out, get my laptop out, or my um iPad, which I don't have my laptop. Well, I had the brackets. Talk a little bit of brackets real quick. Uh well, wait a minute. Our son, uh Diamondbacks left last night. Uh, 81 and 81 Diamondbacks left. Line. 81 and 81. You look at that and that average, that's average year, but they did have a pretty good team. I think the uh, manager, the owner, the manager does a good job with these guys. Uh, I think it came down to pitching. Uh, the Giants wasn't what they used to be. The Dodgers pretty much owned that conference uh, last year, even without Matt Kemp, who been out two years. Uh, but the Diamondbacks Left for Australia And then they added Puig over there For the uh, Dodgers Who was just phenomenal And still is Doing his thing Picking up Where he left off I think this is the year The Diamondbacks Win this conference This division I think it is and, But I, I always say The pitching Has to be It has to be ex- Similar to what Everyone else is Or, or better Always come down To pitching And we have Junior Spike on the show A lot And he said All you need is Two pitchers yeah, and they—you well, can see that with the with the two pitchers they had when they won a the World Series. But all you need is two pitchers.
0: Yeah, they signed Bronson Arroyo to two years, and he's been kind of. Uh Mercurial, I guess you could say. He was really did a really good job when he was with Boston and uh, did, uh, had a couple good years in Cincinnati and bringing him in. And un- unfortunately, Patrick Corbin hurt his elbow. Their, their opening day starter hurt his elbow. And um, he might yeah. have to visit uh, Dr. James Andrews for a Tommy John surgery. So as a rookie, he made the All-Star team last year. And this could be catastrophic for the Diamondbacks as an organization because he was supposed to be the next one for them. And Tommy John surgery, you know, that's 18 months. So... Um, Eighteen months recovery time, I should say. So I we're hoping that he's not going to have to have the surgery, but he's going to be getting uh, some opinions in the next couple of days, and Dr. James Andrews is going to be one of them. So normally, he's the kiss of death. When you hear those three words, that is not something that you want to hear as a pitcher in the major
2: leagues. Okay. So and he's, he's such a young guy. He's twenty four years old, right? Twenty four years old was supposed to be one of the was supposed to be a game day starter, but you have uh, Archie Bradley's over there. He's uh, they they need pitching. You can't. Right when spring training is, is coming to an end, you know, you're going to Australia, which I, I don't know what the Australia trip is for, but you go going to Australia and play a game against your uh, one of your conference guys uh, opponents and the Dodgers. And then here, and you have this incident coming off an 81-81 season, you have this incident with with the um, the uh, roster, well, the pitcher possibly having Tommy John, one of your starting pitchers, your young starting pitchers, uh, and that's unfortunate for them because especially when they're trying to Trying to get into position right away, right before the season start, find out who's going to be who for this team and what kind of run they can start making. Patrick Corbin may have Tommy John certainly
3: Well, yeah. the thing when so, you look at the overall. Uh, we'll I,
2: I mean, it's,
0: they play small ball. They play Kirk Gibson, Kirk Gibson baseball, small ball. So, hopefully, uh, Wade Miley can step up and, and take that number one role. And um, who knows? I mean, Corbin might be back. Maybe maybe this is a uh, this is a red herring, comparatively speaking, to his health. So. I, I sure hope that's the case because you don't want anybody to go through that. Matt Harvey went through that last year. Uh, I think he had tommy john surgery uh the Mets pitcher um, so it, it it could potentially be catastrophic for uh for young pitchers look at Steven Strasberger who went through went through this a um, couple years ago with Washington uh, and he came back last year and and he had an okay year, but uh, he's not the guy that he used to be, so I don't know. Normally it's a kiss it down, So hopefully uh, Hopefully he won't have to go All the way through with it
2: Well that's all That's all elbow That's, that's surgery to the elbow And it's like yeah. Deborah, mentally, Well, You, you want to come back from that you, you, You're a pitcher who throws Good stuff You're a young pitcher I think that the young He, he being young is a positive a plus in his in his recovery to the Tommy John? But uh, you have to be careful. That's kind of like a basketball or a football player getting a microfracture uh, surgery on on your knee or something like that. Yeah. You have to come back with well, some caution. I mean, you have to be, and the fans have to be patient for him. Even though it looks like he's still throwing after ten months, twelve months, he's throwing. You have to be patient with that because that can land him right back into a. A, a surgery again Like Alex mentioned There are some guys Who've had successful Tommy John surgery And came back And pitched well
1: Yeah and there's Two elements Yeah so yeah.
0: I mean We'll, we'll definitely see uh, We'll see what
2: happens I don't know uh, De- Deborah's still with us
1: Yeah can you guys Hear me
2: Oh we can't hear Hey uh, uh, I can't hear Deborah.
1: Hello
2: Yeah can you hear. guys
1: Can you hear me Deborah. Yep
2: can you hear me Oh well We might have lost Deborah, Or we can't hear I don't know. The Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns. Thirty-eight twenty-eight. This is their record. We talked about the Phoenix Suns all year. Actually, we talk about the great job I believe Jeff Hornacek is doing, has done, will do. Phoenix Suns wins last night. Beat the Toronto Raptors one twenty-one to thir- one thirteen. When I look at those scores, I see a win, but I don't see any defense. How you? How are you letting, and I tell you a team I'm impressed with, you probably already know, how are you letting teams score 113 points on you or 100-plus on you every night?
0: Are, are Everybody you scores that
2: many points in the NBA now. There's no defense anymore. There's no defense like there used to be. So you don't watch the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, well the Chicago what? Bulls do not let teams score consistently three digits on them, night in and night out. We can go, we can look through their roster. I mean, not roster, but their. But they're making up for their lack of offensive firepower. Exactly, and but they've c- always been Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau, he's always had a defensive team. And then we looked over there, what offensively, we think, well, this team, the way they play defense and the offensive power that they don't have because of Derrick Rose, but these guys are winning games and they play playing defense and no one's consistently scoring three digits on them. So yeah. I say that. But
0: the they also team, haven't won anything.
2: No, they haven't. You know, played. so it's so it
0: shows that what that s- offense is more important. I mean, you can play team defense is kind
2: of a lost art. Individual defense because the game is such a one on one played game. Know, a lot of times, I know, but that's crazy because I say that. Yeah. You know, I've said that a couple times about being a defensive back and backpedaling. It's a lost art, but you got to have it when the crunch time comes because you got to depend on your basics. I, I'm just saying. The Suns' defense is running people out of the gym. One twenty-one to one thirteen is what they beat the uh, was the was the game winning last night. But then you got to go to um, you got to go to uh, they in Boston. I mean, I'm sorry, Brooklyn tonight. They play in Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, this this is going to be a huge uh, barometer uh, game for them. They won three in a row. They have a lot of they have weaker teams that they're playing Eastern Conference teams on this stretch and. They need to. They can't give up games. If they can win some games on the road on this on this road trip, they're a game behind Memphis and a game and a half behind Dallas. So they and they're three games behind Golden State. So they're looking at two spots now instead of three. Yeah, Golden State. They can forget about. So it. they need to. I mean, this is this is this is the run right here that, that will get them back into contention because Memphis and Dallas. This is when veteran teams win games down the stretch to hang on to playoff positions. This is what Dallas has done forever,
2: even though they're at Brooklyn, Brooklyn, <coughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Brooklyn is 33 and 31 even though they're there uh the Suns 38 28 that has nothing that, that doesn't have a lot to do with anything And this but, is another veteran but, team in in uh and in, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn yeah but this is a game they must win and and I know Brooklyn want to win the state cuz the East is not as strong as the uh, the West Conference is so that how they finish up might be uh, what is the 8th seed somewhere in the playoffs for uh, Brooklyn but they have Brooklyn who has a veteran team for some reason, you know, we look at them like we look at, well, what prop, maybe the Suns, they got some good firepower, but not consistently winning games. I mean, they win here and win there, but then you're like, how do you lose that game? But then they have the um, March 19th, they have the Orlando Magic, who was 19 and 48. Uh, then you got the Detroit, Detroit Pistons, who's 20. They have to win those two. They have to win all three of these games. But, yeah. but the two that's at home, you have,
0: to, you have to finish up. So Brooklyn's one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. Right. I mean, they had a huge turnaround after the All-Star break, and this is when this is why you traded for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett right now, right now through the rest of the season. They're the sixth seed right now. That means I think they're the fourth-best team in the Eastern Conference. I think Toronto's still better than them at this point, but not playoff-tested. They don't have many veterans on that team that have had. I mean, Kyle Lowry's a good point guard, um, but it's, it's
2: predominantly a young team. So Brooklyn is all veterans. They traded for those guys to uh, get bounced out of first round because well, I don't you know, know. If, if they can stay out of the seven or eight seed. I think they'll win their first round game. Deborah DeBree still with us? I,
1: yeah, Deborah, hear me now. Yeah, well uh, Deborah, oh. we was
2: uh, I wanted to ask you about that the, um, the uh, pitcher for the Diamondbacks. Yeah,
1: exactly for Patrick Corbin. Right. And I was talking like crazy,
2: but nobody <laughs> could hear me. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> we, Alex and I talk listening. like crazy. Nobody, let's listen to us. <laughs>
1: Anyway, going back when I look at what's going on with Patrick Corbin is there's a couple elements to this. One is the team dynamics is that, you know, what are some of the other players on the team thinking when all of a sudden your pitcher um, isn't going to travel with you over to um, Australia, uh, Australia to Sydney, and, uh, you know, what are they looking at? Because everybody's already projecting what the year is going to be like in their own minds, And then you've got the pitcher himself, depending on what type of surgery he has to go through. But when anybody goes through an injury... Um, it comes down to can you trust your body whenever you come back into uh, you know playing your position again. So what's going on mentally, excuse me, mentally and emotionally is when he has whatever type of surgery he has or procedure he's going to have. Then mentally, emotionally, as well as physically, he has to get his body back in shape. Physically is easy. You know, that's working with your trainers. The mental and emotional aspect means he has to retrain his mind to trust his body because right now mentally, whenever that type of injury occurs, the mind has already with an emotional, you know, the emotions, that I've always said, is that the emotions are the glue to memory. The mind has taken what's happened and stored it in the memory bank, and when he gets ready to throw again, especially those really hard uh, pitches, his mind is gonna go. Eh, I'm not really sure about this because you remember what happened last time, I've and see- it happens in nanoseconds, so there can be that hesitation.
2: I, I, I see a lot of. I like watching uh, old documents of, of situations like that, and it's most times it's gruesome where a pitcher, a pitchers on the mound throwing the ball, his shoulders just or his elbow is just hanging by the limbs. He just right. throw it out or his shoulders hanging by the limb. That's always amazing to me, and I like to know what kind of. Somebody has to do an extensive research, and I'm sure they haven't because you have to do what we do have great physical therapists. We do have great trainers these days, but to throw your shoulder out and to throw your elbow and it's hanging from a limb, you got to start documenting these. What was his rehab procedure? What was going on? Do the x-rays, do the MRI. So you know how then that's when guys get bigger, stronger, and faster. Because you know how to train these guys. Like, quarterback, I remember Donovan used to, never used to curl because he was a quarterback. And I'm like, why not? What's wrong with those muscles? But it got in the way of his throw. He can throw the deep ball. He can throw the deep ball well, but then the intermediate routes was, I, I didn't know if they were going to be, they, they probably was 60-40 at best.
1: Well, and that's the thing for any one of the positions, no matter what the sport is. I mean, I look at my, you know the golfers that I work with and stuff too, is that when they work with a physical trainer, they 're looking at specific muscle groups that they need to strengthen and need in order to strengthen and the flexibility so there's a combination of both you need to be strong in certain areas and you need to have the flexibility to be able to be, you know go into the back string and then come all the way forward and at the same time keep your balance and If I look at any of the players' offense defense special teams there are certain muscle groups that you have to um, strengthen uh, from the physical standpoint and then from the mental and emotional standpoint it's the strength conditioning that's done there as well so that you can actually do what you've trained your body to do as opposed to get nervous and upset uh, or have high expectations and then you start crumbling under the pressure
2: let's take a quick break we'll come back we'll talk some more basketball alex clancy's debris. we got to do our ncaa tournament bracket uh kansas probably would be out in the first round. Okay. Come last sports talk. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs>
3: The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moye, aka the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 pm Pacific Standard Time, 8 pm Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
1: Career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics.
2: Arms, arms. <laughs> wow. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk 888 346 9144. Deborah Debris, yourclearage.com, Debris.com. What else you got, Deborah?
1: Uh, just some talks coming up and a lot of travel coming up. So heading to Myrtle Beach, back there for the final time, and then heading out to Baltimore for you must got a, uh, uh
2: You must got a man in Myrtle Beach because you go there like uh, <laughs> once a month. I wish I, wish I did. <laughs> gotta, that, would be,
1: that would be a nice change.
2: You got it. Yeah, something going on in Myrtle Beach is <laughs> yeah, you there every month, every other Heavy month. duty
1: mastermind with a lot of videos to shoot again. So,
2: so you guys doing it like a, somewhat of a documentary or a uh, or,
1: no, the videos I'm doing are from my website. So if you go out to like the com website, I've got a bunch of new videos up there. And then uh, this time I'm going to be shooting some training uh, videos.
2: Murder Beach, South Carolina. Mmm, great place to be.
1: Yeah, pretty.
2: At Alice Clancy or no, Alex. at Clancy Corner. Why don't you just change it to what I said it is so I can say it right every time? <laughs> well, you wouldn't so get it, it right that it right. time either. You start saying Clancy's <laughs> Corner then, probably. So I can say it right every time. <laughs> at Clancy's Corner. Uh, You know what Let's start tweeting Start Get my Twitter I don't believe it oh, I mean neither. But I got yeah, to say okay. it <laughs> It's a good conversation It's a nice thought to have You know yeah. our, our conversation off the air Is better than, stop, it, stop it It is <laughs> Our conversation off the air Sometimes is just as good As the on air conversation Stop it Good stuff We were talking about The Phoenix Suns We want to get in, We want to finish up This basketball stuff You guys watched The Miami Heat And the um, uh, Houston Rockets Last night No no, I didn't. He had a I saw the score though. He had a sports show to do. He no, it. I was watching <laughs> the NCAA. Tour. I was doing an NCAA all day yesterday. NCAA, yeah. Well, that too. Uh, we'll get into it, it. Jesus Shuttlesworth, yeah. Ray Allen, I know. It's still yeah. It's, Jesus Shuttlesworth, he's got it. Ray Allen. This guy has twenty five points last yep. night. He propels the uh, on an off night of LeBron James. He and Dwayne Wade, Ray Allen and Dwayne Wade, had a good night. They they took that team. It looked like. If LeBron James wasn't there, they still would have won that game. Uh, but the presence, I can't take the presence away of LeBron James, of the impact that it had of him being on the floor, of why those guys were able to get off. When LeBron James was still shooting, he also actually mentioned on an off night that he had that it's, it's good to see guys come through. It looked like those guys were playing hard. Even though they were playing hard from the outside looking in, from the TV in front of in, in my on my floor um, – <laughs> The Houston Rockets just missed 13. They missed 6 in a row. They they went 2 for 13 in the final crucial minutes when you have got to either make this run to win the game, make this run to contain a game, sustain a game or to win it. And they were not able to hit those shots down the line And the Miami and the Miami Heat were able to do so at home and the comfort of their home, which is not it's not saying a lot. Houston lose 3 in a row. Miami, we've seen those guys possibly they won, they lost 2 in a row. Uh Twice Maybe twice this year And with the talent Around the associations I mean that's That's easily to do But I think The teams like Miami Heat will, When it's playoff time They're going to show up And they're going to show up In a big way It's not like They're going to sweep everybody Because everybody's prepared for them It's just a mental endeavor You can uh, add on to it The mental part of What we beat these teams In the regular season if we that team that beat the Miami Heat in regular season, we do have to understand that there's a different ball game. This is a whole new team once the playoff starts.
1: Oh, that's the thing. Everything is up leveled when the playoff starts, you know. And to be able to close out a game, that's so freaking important, as we all know. And that's you know that fourth quarter is when you know everything starts to happen. I mean, uh, to be able to have it, part of it is the, the the mental conditioning as well, but also the resilience of the body, which is being able to manage the stress level throughout all three. Quarters. So by the fourth quarter, you can still play as well as you did in the first first quarter. Which means any time you have on the bench, to have the techniques in order to have that resilience at the end.
0: Yeah, I, I mean the big thing about this, and I didn't watch this on purpose. I was boycotting this because these games are so. <laughs> you why? See, here's the thing. That's a good game to watch. Here's the thing. It, it's yeah, it's it's fun. It, it's good to pass along the time in, in the NBA towards towards the end before the final push for the playoffs. Miami has. They scored what, 40 points f- uh, from their bench. I know, I know what's his name. I know uh, Raylen at 25, but they get constant, um, they get constant production from their bench. Uh, Houston really doesn't. They play their starters, and uh, I think Jeremy Lin averages about 25 minutes a game. Everybody else is pretty much inconsequential. So they're running six man, uh, six man rotation, and in the playoffs, it's not going to cut it. Dwight Howard's not going to be an anchor for you, especially when they slow the game down. A lot more free throws are taken like they are in the playoffs. A lot more defense is played, as you alluded to earlier, that you need to be able to play defense to win at all. Um, so, this is, I'm not really surprised by this. I, I i picked Miami to win this game. And just because Dwight Howard had, what, 21 and 14, something like that, I mean, it's not, it doesn't impress me. It doesn't impress me. And, and I do believe that Dwight uh, Howard. Uh, LeBron had an off game and had 24. Uh, and shot fifty percent from the field, so I, I, I think that it's just these games are more important
2: for Houston than they are for Miami. Miami's pretty much locked up the two seed, which is good. And I, and I do think momentum. We talk about momentum a lot when when it comes down to these situations, as you are mentioning, that it's good to take momentum into into a situation as the playoffs. Even though I would like to think you're playing a slightly better team, I'm not going. I'm not going to give uh, Houston uh, any. Notch that they cannot win. I think Houston, along with Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City, well, I, I would say Houston, they can be a real, real good team. They can be a pretty good team, but you still, but that's not a that's or oh, pretty good. <laughs> See, I say pretty good. And I think that's real good. Yes, you just say uh, real good. How about I? How about I call you Ed Clancy? Okay, whatever. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> but I, I think they can – a real good team. That I think that team. Just the jailness of it, and uh, and understand, um, understand who needs the ball when they needs the ball. Uh, I understand when playoffs come around, then you are going to play a half court game. You are going to slow it down, or you're going to run Dwight Howard right to the bench because he's not going to be able to be around if he's not hitting those free throws uh, later on in the game when you're playing against a team who has a lead by six or seven. And then you can put the White Howard at the free throw line and we can get the ball right back.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, with Miami, you talk about momentum. With with really good teams and the best team in the NBA is Miami still, in my opinion, Um yeah, momentum doesn't they can, They don't even need to know how to spell that because they can go into any game and win they don't need momentum to carry them anywhere I don't think it's as it used to be though. well I mean because of how uh, polarizing this league is with the good teams and with the bad teams um, there are some good teams with good records that are good regular season teams like Golden State and Houston uh, Portland is another one that has dropped significantly from the beginning of the year there's only two or three teams that can win the championship, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Indiana, and Miami. I truly believe that. And I think it's going to be Miami and San Antonio again. The veteran leadership of Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Greg Popovich, and San Antonio is outmatched. I mean, th- they'll outmatch the raw talent of Kevin Durant and, uh, and Russell Westbrook because, again, they don't have, really have a bench either. They have Derek Fisher coming off the bench, uh, Nick Collison, I believe, but that's pretty much it. And, I, and San uh, Antonio's bred on this. This is what they do. But here's the
1: thing too. You talk about the depth of the bench, and I agree that it's important. You've got to have that depth, so you know if somebody gets injured, twisted, you know, twist an ankle, is is sick. You know, we've seen that even with Michael Jordan and stuff in the past. That you know, you get to that point, you've got to be able to depend on your bench to come in. And going to the momentum side, keep that momentum going to show the leadership, even from the bench coming in, that you've got the leadership to keep the game going and you've got the talent to keep it going. The other thing I want to talk about, too, is when you talk about closing out in that fourth quarter, that when you know that a team is a closer, that no matter where they are, if they're behind, they can take that fourth quarter and they can close it out. And now you go into the playoffs, you know, that can be scary for other teams. You know, even when they get ahead, that they don't back down or back off, that they know that they're against a team that's going to close, just like it used to be with Tiger Woods and golf. You knew no matter where he was, he was going to come in at the end and win.
2: I am real interested see in seeing the, the, uh, who comes out of the East. And Alex says this is Miami. I, and I, and I, I'm leaning towards Miami, but i like to see all the talk that the Indiana Patriots were talking about, all the actions that they say, well, we've upgraded. And they did upgrade. I think... Uh, they upgrade with the big two, the two big men they have now. And that is an upgrade hugely, but if you if you running and gunning, those big men are irrelevant to Miami. But I like to see who comes out of the East. I think it will be Miami, but just to see what the Indiana Pacers do with all that talk because they talk about it's this year, it's their year. They need to they need to make some moves. Right. And, and, as far as the, as far as the um. Uh, the record's concerned. Those teams are probably evenly matched, but just the experience of, of being there and getting it done and know what it's going to take, the Miami The Miami Heat will probably come out of the East. But I, I would like to see a matchup in that game, in the final East game.
0: Well, see, the, the interesting part about it is that Miami's had home, field, home court advantage the last two years, and they've beat Indiana at home in Game 7. I think at least one, at least last year. So now it's going to be flipped, and everybody's thinking that they're going to play. Unless something catastrophic happens, which it normally doesn't in the NBA, unless in the first round somewhere. Uh, it's it's going to be Indiana's going to have home court. So we'll see how good Miami is on the road, and we'll see. I mean, LeBron's done this. Uh, they were down 2-1 to Indiana three years ago. And they were in Indiana, and LeBron comes out and has a monster triple double, like 43, 12, and 12, or something like that, and then takes it back to Miami, and they get home court again. Like this is just how, this is how Miami's done it forever. They win big games; it doesn't matter if it's on the road or at home. And I, until
2: uh, something else happens, I'm picking the champion to be the champion again. I, I understand that. You know, and I, I like to see. You know, even though I like the champion, uh, Deborah, even though I like them a lot. I like to see sometimes I like to see the champion be dethroned. I like to see who's gonna be the next team step up. What kind of who, who what kind of what kind of setting you have or, or thought process you have to say, enough is enough, we wanna step up. Kind of like beating the bully, uh if for lack of a better word.
1: Oh absolutely. And that goes from, you know, some of it can be the, you know, moving forward into I've gotta get this done, this is amazing, I've I've dreamt about this all my life type of thing and therefore you're going for the win. Other times it's the fear. Of holy crap, I can't go through this again. The pain of last year of being so close and losing it, and you know, then having to put up with all the you know, the reporters and the family and my own expectations for myself and the disappointment that I had. I am not going through that again. So, depending on the player, either one can motivate them into you know, playing at their best when they go into uh, those have to type of games.
2: I'll go back to uh, one of the things that Alex said about, about the West, San Antonio the final game, San Antonio-Miami Heat. I believe there's going to be Miami Heat and the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, I've liked Golden State, and I couldn't wait to see Golden State play this year because of what they did last year. They ran into a veteran team in San Antonio. That is tough to beat. A veteran coach, a guy who understands players better than any coach in the league, in my opinion, Uh, a guy who stands up to the league more than any coach, in my opinion. I, I like to see... I thought the Golden State Warriors ran into a roadblock when they went to, when they had that veteran team in front of them, the San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio Spurs, I'm not discounting them, but I like to see the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, especially the now MVP in my opinion, Kevin Durant, the MVP of the NBA, the Association. I like to see him get into the get on that big stage and then do what he's supposed to do, get his team. Because LeBron did it so long in Cleveland, he was on that big stage, but it was just him. Kevin Durant, it's not just him, he has Westbrook, he has a lot of guys around him as far as the defense guys, but these guys, for, for Kevin Durant to get on that big stage and have the MVP, who I think he's going to get it, the MVP of That's the fine. NBA, okay, I'm looking at you, you're looking at me like, all right, right, but I would like to see him get on that big stage with that with that award, and then play LeBron James and them those guys go at it. And I know it's not them against each other, but it's team thing. Yeah, they got to get out of the West first. Yeah, they got to get out of the West and that's why I said I think outside of San Antonio, that would be the team. I know Houston will have something to say about that. Um because there will be a lot of uh vindications I guess uh, within that game. With the Houston and the Oklahoma City Thunder, but I w- I would like to see Oklahoma City Thunder get out of the West, but you have to go through San Antonio. Yeah,
1: no. one of the one of the things you mentioned too, Kwame was you know sometimes you like to see the the team that wasn't the champion you know win um, you know the next time around, and you know I can sometimes there's backstories that I feel that way as well that just because I feel some guys deserve it or it'd be certainly just amazing to hear you know see them win. Other times it's just to see what they do. Once they've won, not only the team that was the champion that lost, but the team that you know just won the championship, and how the dynamics change within the team, and then you know what do they do to bring it back the following year?
2: Yeah, I, I, I have I have a lot of uh, I want I have a lot of things like that, Deborah. As far as that guy should have a ring, this guy should have a ring. He yeah. got to get on a big stage like Dan Marino. You know, you think <laughs> I think damn, Dan Marino, you don't got a ring? He he should have a ring. I just because you got some guys you like, some favorites that you like. And you think, damn, it'd be nice if he would have had a ring, well, especially at, with the team he had.
1: Yeah, look at uh, you know Larry Fitzgerald. If we go to football, look at Steve Nash. If we stay with basketball,
2: yeah, Steve Nash. I will go Steve now. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. yeah, he yeah, he put his work in. He should have a ring. Two time should have been three time. Like Jordan, MVP
3: yeah. should have. We're a not ring. talking about that again. <laughs> he
0: should
2: have a ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay.
0: So the only the the overlying theme about this whole season. In my opinion, is, is LeBron James going to stay in Miami? So if Miami wins, it's going to make his decision more Did difficult. It an hour long decision? It, 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 <laughs> well, that was two hours. <laughs> it'll, make, it'll make the decision more difficult because not many teams have won four championships in a row uh, 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 across the, the history of the NBA. And then now he could actually make Miami it put Miami into the history books. You could put them like the Chicago, the Lakers, the well, Celtics. Well, because Chicago came out of nowhere until Jordan was there. You know, it's been a great sports city forever, obviously. It's had some hardships, obviously, with the, with the Cubs and the, and the White Sox being up and down. And, I mean, the Blackhawks have, have won sporadically throughout the years. But Miami hasn't really ever had a... I mean, the, the, um, the Marlins, w- which is the Florida Marlins, now they're the Miami Marlins, won two World Series. Um, I think Florida... I think their uh, uh, hockey team won a, won a Stanley Cup. But if they win this one this year, he might, he's, he's going to have a decision to make. He's, this
2: is going to be the real decision here If they lose He can kind of go off in the sunset And go wherever he wants I tell you You want to make LeBron a bad guy You want to make him Because I, I don't think he should have been Hated as much as It seemed that he was When he left Cleveland Okay But if he wins the If he wins the championship again In Miami And leaves Miami they, They're going to really hate him Really? Really Yeah but without him They
0: wouldn't have won one of them
1: yeah, but fans don't. Four, know, four, obviously.
0: four championships in four years. Dwayne Wade. They they, won- they, they, they were in. I know. I'm saying this time, winning these three in a row. There's no way this would have happened with Dwayne Wade all banged up. I down. don't
2: know. I they don't, wouldn't I mean- have brought all the veterans in. They, Chris Bosh wouldn't have gone there. This wouldn't, yeah. this, this wouldn't have happened without LeBron. Well, that's great. Uh, that's great genius in getting that team together. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about the two of the three, the two, the big three, or the. The big two and Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh actually is holding his own. He's good. I don't he's know a, why. Yeah. He's, he's he he hit own.
0: more big shots in the finals last year. Take Ray Allen's away from game six that, that extended the series. But it, it, with Chris Bosh had a huge game one winner against, uh, I think, last year against San Antonio. It was last year or two years ago. He had a game winner in game one. Uh, with, they were losing the whole game, came back and won it. So he's, he's definitely, I mean,
2: he, he's a stud. He, I mean, he'd be an all-star if he, on, if he were on any other team. He should be an all star anyway. Yeah, I don't. I don't don't (coughs) don't like contracts. I don't like these guys getting. I don't like contracts automatically putting you in all star category because that happens a lot. You get a. Anytime you make over a hundred
0: million a year in the hundred million contract,
2: you should be an all star. But
0: anytime you make it to the finals four years in a row, if they, including this year, if they make it and win it, three out of four making the championship four years in a row. With this team that was just well, put together to win, I think that it, it served its purpose, and maybe it, either he's going to stay there and end his career there, but he's not going to sign a two-year deal for you know for forty million there because that is there in an effort for him to stay for two more years, see if he can win and then go somewhere else. He's either going to sign a long-term deal there or he's
2: going to leave. Yeah, this is not him leaving Cleveland. This, this would be him leaving Miami, and there would be no two-year deals. There would be no one-year deals because it's not like he had a bad situation in Miami. Yeah, and they can't be mad at him because he did exactly what he came in to do. He's like a I, he's, he, he's like a, a hitman.
0: You know, you come in, you hire him to do something, he did it, and he's going to take off. And that's I mean, that's pretty much what it would be like. Nobody thought he was going to end his career in Miami.
1: Uh. The fans don't think logically. You know, that's the thing. They well, yeah, going back to Cleveland. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's but, all emotional. Right, and what in Cleveland... Have you, what have you done for me lately?
0: Right, uh, and in Cleveland, they didn't win anything. So, I mean, they want, they're they going to win a lot in Miami. Can we please stop talking about where LeBron James is I think is he
2: won a lot in Cleveland. I think he won a lot for the city of Cleveland. I think he won a lot for that team, that organization. They just didn't put anybody around him. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, they didn't put anybody around him. So when it was time for him to change jobs, uh, there was a better job by him. The, the Cleveland fans, the world, went, it was distraught. Sometimes, I think human nature, sometimes we look for a reason not to like somebody. instead Absolutely,
1: because it makes us feel better. It makes
2: us feel better who are loser, the losers we are. Well, uh, and the thing
1: is, you look at any business situation, if uh, you know, if anybody, any of the fans, were in a situation that all of a sudden they had another company that offered them a job with a lot more money and better benefits, you know, wouldn't they go? You know,
2: Right. You got it. you you looking for the opportunity to take care of yourself and he's set obviously he's setting himself up. We're talking about LeBron James. We're talking about everything that's around him, the business of LeBron James. So it's more than basketball in a basketball contract. But you are looking for those type of guys do look for challenges. Well can I go somewhere else and, and do and do this again and, and win here and win there? Can I if if I think if he goes anywhere and I know the, the, the sexy looking teams but I think if he goes anywhere it's back to Cleveland. It's back to Cleveland and get it done there because the the competitor he is, he feels like he didn't get something done even though we know it's not his fault. That's just me looking at LeBron James and how how that mind works. The competitor he is like I'm going back to Cleveland and sh- and get this done. Now, there's a lot of sexier teams. There's the Knicks, sexier because of the Knicks and the Madison Square Garden and the history. He's a big history guy, historian. The Brooklyn Because they're there But more so Because of Jay-Z The relationship they have Right Um, The Lakers Because it's California Now you have The Clippers Which He'll never go there He can't go there That money just don't work But the You know Going somewhere somewhere Like the Lakers Who have nothing And then Kobe Maybe having one and a half More years And he getting another ring for Kobe. Because that's exactly what he would be doing, getting a ring for Kobe. Because that would be his team immediately he, as soon well, as he get there. let
1: Kobe go out with Grace.
2: Yeah, let Kobe go out with Grace. Let him go out in a championship game, win, lose, or draw. It won't be a draw, but win or lose. <laughs> yeah, well, you got your bracket. Go ahead, Deborah.
1: Oh, I was going to say the whole thing around Steve Nash, too, where everybody, not everybody, but a bunch of people are up in arms about the fact that he said, you know, I'm playing for the money. It's like, well, you know, who doesn't?
2: He doesn't you know, see it. Why he, is that
1: such a big deal for people?
2: Yeah, I know because they they think he's selfish that some most people think he's selfish because he's playing for the money because they think that money is un, unattainable to them. They want to take their jobs and say, "Well, what well, the, the, the money he gets is because of the market he's in." I mean, he's not going to get paid minimum wage in that market. And minimum wage is totally different from some some of these executive jobs that you people might work. Right. So it's, in, it's the market that he's in. So, yeah, Steve Nash is another guy. If he would h- hang around, I didn't have any problems with him saying he playing for the money because I just know he didn't see a championship in sight. There's nowhere he can go where he's going to championships unless he go to Miami. Miami can't, you know, there's no need for a Steve Nash in Miami.
0: And there's nowhere he's going to go where he's going to get paid $9.5 million for yeah, one right. year. Not to not be, to, there's no, no, there's no, no
2: way. To be hurt. Yeah, I mean, be he's
0: been, he's be, right when people said that, people got up in arms. I'm like, well, uh, you look at number 24 on that team. Who said why would I take a pay cut when he's 36 years old or however old he is? And Kobe's getting 24 and a half million dollars each of the next two years. It's like why would I take a pay cut because I'm I'm here for the money. Towards here, he wants to win, but he wants to be comp- compensated as if he's 26 still. Steve Nash has been one of the most cerebral players since one of the most cerebral players since he came into the league. Post game interviews, he never had a Tiger Woods post game interview. Well, I hit a couple shots, left a couple shots out there. If I made a few more putts, blah, blah, blah. He's been very methodical, very analytical with all of his answers. So this is, I mean, this shouldn't be surprising. I mean, he's just, yeah, I'm here because my body's breaking down. I need money. Uh, he's going through a divorce, right? right? So, obviously, all of the money is, that is he's he made going isn't yeah. he's going through a divorce. Yeah. yeah, so all of the money that he's made I isn't, so. isn't going to stay with him. So, he may as well make some money for the road for him before he leaves. There's no reason to walk away from it. I thought he divorced that girl. That, that's what I thought that's why he left
2: Phoenix because of that situation. I thought I that know. was done.
0: I mean, I mean there were a lot of stories about it. I mean, we've talked about a couple of stories out there about what potentially could have happened, but I don't know. Huh. So, I mean, he just, nine and a half mil. Just I mean if he plays even if he doesn't play a second all year next year, he'll still get a check. So I know look at
1: the opposite side of it, the Lakers brought him in because they were, you know, look at him as a commodity. They were putting together again a number another one of those sexy teams that would be entertaining because LA likes entertainment as well as they like sports and they like it together in LA whenever you play for that team. And it didn't work out. There were a number of injuries that happened. That caused it not to be the team that they expected it to be. So, you know, everybody was putting their money on what they thought would be a winning, uh, winning. Process. They have
2: to change. They have to change their egos at the top. That bus guy yeah. he has. He has to change the ego at the top, and and, and I, not so much the players, but the, the management or the ownership. Yeah, he has to change the ego because the coaching. They went through two coaches right now, and Kobe is adamant about not having uh, D'Antonio back there because Kobe can't run in that offense. Not at 36 years old, Uh, Achilles and knee injuries coming off both of those, playing six games last year. He's he's not going to be running that offense. Uh, So, if they really want to, excuse me, if they really want to run Kobe off, then keep D'Antonio. Cause that's what's gonna have to happen, and busting his ego the same way he didn't hire Phil Jackson back. Well, I'm gonna keep D'Antonio. I know you don't like him, so if you don't want to play here, go somewhere else. We gave um, you a, we gave you a, a nice severage package, the two year deal they gave him. So so maybe you can leave. Now, Wichita State, 34 and 0. I know Wichita Wichita State is the competition they play. I'm I'm really tired of these people talking about Wichita State. So what if they lose in the first or the second round? They did something that most teams don't do. They want went 34 and 0 in a regular season. You, you got to play some of those teams two and three times. It's not easy to be a, beat a team three times. It's not. Sometimes it's, it's just as hard as beating them two times. But they did it. They have the number one seed in the West, in the Midwest. They playing in Indianapolis. Give these guys. Let praise these guys until you don't have to praise them anymore. But these guys did something. 34 and 0. They played Cal Poly or Texas Southern because we know. The brackets and how it's laid out nowadays, I think they started about four or five years ago. They play these one-game games, one-game yeah, one uh, win, and that'll be either Texas Southern and Cal Poly, and they're playing March 18th and 19th in the first round. Uh, so the winner of that game will play Wichita State. But praise these guys, man. I, well, it's not in Indianapolis. The final bracket, their final championship game bracket is Indianapolis. They'll be playing in St. Louis. Which is somewhat close to their home. Yeah,
0: I mean, with Wichita State, they didn't get any respect from the committee either, and the committee. This is this is the. Uh the bracket of death is, is what people have been calling it. They have St. Louis. The second round, they're going to play Kansas either Kentucky State. or they're going to play Kentucky. Play Kansas, Kansas State. State and Kentucky are playing each other. Kentucky's that's way too high of a seed for them. They should have been a little lower. They should have been a five or a six seed, in my opinion. And that's tough for Wichita State because that could be a game right there. They lose. Pure athleticism, top five uh, young guys in, in, in maybe top five of the youngest guys in college basketball on one team starting five that's how Kentucky makes up their team it's the polar opposite of of Wichita State uh they have UMass Duke Texas Michigan it's oh and Louisville the the uh the reigning champion as a four seed who should have been a three or a two seed in my opinion again it's all in the same. It's all in the same bracket. And w- when the when one of the committee guys was interviewed, he was like, "Well, we looked up and down at all the numbers, and it, it's even with the difficulty of all the other brackets." And that's a bunch of crap. They don't want Wichita State to make it to the final no, four again. I, I think the, he's the, set up to, for these teams to lose because the mid majors don't make ratings. Right. I think so. I, I I read something. the The ratings for the final four last year was a nine, and in two thousand five, when it was when North Carolina and Illinois played for the championship. Uh, and I think uh, I can't remember Duke and Michigan State I think were the other, Or Louisville and Michigan State Were the other two That was the highest In the last 30 years And that was at 10.5 uh, rating You want People want to see Big schools Make it to the Final Four And Wichita State If they make a run If they make it to the Elite Eight or the Final Four again They're going to be a big school now Like this is how All these teams Made it They went on a sick run For a few years Look at VCU VCU's still relevant now Creighton Yeah well And Creighton has the best player In the, in, in the country so, I mean, that's going to be another one that's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. All these mid-majors now are starting to actually make their niche in, in the top 25, and um, it's exciting. I don't want to see the same four teams in the Final Four all the time, I I do
2: including I, Kansas. I do um, believe that um, they set these brackets up how they want to see or what they want to see as the Final Four or, or the Elite Eight, more so the Elite Eight. But I think they set them up that way. Wichita State got a bad deal. I think Kansas got too good of a deal. Kentucky got too good of a deal, Um we used to talk about the team and their and their the aura of that team, the Kansas, the Kentucky, um, Duke, the North Carolina. I mean, you lose nine games and you got a number two seed. I mean, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many teams out there, and Louisville who won their conference, right? Won won their conference championship is a four seed, is a four seed. So uh, I think it's all set up by those. Because of the money, purpose, and you say there's no there's no sexy games in in these mid majors, but once you get to that 16th, you start generating some stuff. You start generating interest. Now in Vegas lights are uh, brighter. Uh, you get to that elite eight, then that Final Four. I'm looking for the, the the well. Let me congratulate UVA, University of Virginia. Uh, you, you talk about the ACC. You, you, we talking about Duke, North Carolina. We talking about Syracuse. We talking about North Carolina State. They went through some pretty good teams and was able to sustain. I didn't see this at all in Virginia. Hopefully, it's relevant and they keep getting those guys from Newport News, Virginia. They were they were 28, Pick that name up. They were twenty eight and twenty eight and six uh, this year. They, they just had an awesome year. They played. I think they played in a tough conference. Yeah, and, and they, in my opinion, they're playing in the bracket
0: with the eventual NCAA champion. So that's going to be tough for them to come out of that bracket, in my opinion. Once again. Because um, North Carolina is a is low seed. They could have been a little bit higher. Uh, they could have been a little bit lower. Iowa State's a tough team. I mean, they have, they have a, lot, a lot of teams in there. They could beat them. Memphis could beat them. Memphis could run them out the gym in the second round as an eight seed. I'm, but I am picking right now um, market Michigan State NTA champion. Um, and that, that's just how it's going to be. And, and I, and that I truly believe you it. it yeah. Because you said it, that's yeah. just how it's going to be. Absolutely, I, absolutely. Are you? He, he got. They got all their guys back. They've been hurt. They were the overall number. They were preseason number one. Okay, and I know preseason rankings don't mean jack. I get that. But throughout the year, they've lost key player after key player after key player, and now they're all back and healthy. And Michigan State to the house, in my opinion. And they have they have a pretty light bracket comparatively speaking, as well. So they have the easiest road. They're going to have to play Florida, and Florida makes it through. Uh, in the final four, to get through them, who's the number one overall seed? But I, I do truly believe that
2: Michigan State's going to come out the, the victor.
1: Stick his arms Will you claw me, see if He's got any, uh, any tattoos on there for Michigan?
2: Ah, uh, no, that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> that's the how it's going <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. to be. Unfortunately.
1: Hallelujah! This guy's partying. Everything's going
2: on. I got it. <laughs> I'm telling you. I got it. You can just, just put it on the board. I, I think. Um, I think I may have to make a trip to Vegas. Not Because uh, I don't do the betting and anything, but just the atmosphere. Do it a week after. Don't do but it do this a
0: week.
1: a billion dollar and get the whole bracket
2: right, you know? Yeah, and Loans, dude.
0: Sign up for quick and Loans. Warren Buffett's going to pay you a billion dollars if That's you get right. it right. It's a billion dollars if you get every game right. Right, yeah. yeah. I think it's, what was it, 9.2 quintillion to one odds that... Uh, that you can do it. So it's like winning the lottery back-to-back. Back. It's a huge guess, anyway. Because somebody's going to do it. Somebody's got to do it. So Every year, somebody's got to do it. It's going to be a 10-year-old kid that's going to do it. Yeah. Or a 10-year-old kid's uh, little sister who's six who just picks randomly. Yeah, they said
1: it's 9.2 quintillion to one.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's going to be crazy. Oh, my God. To one. That is... Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Who, who, who does math like that? How are you going to tell me my odds? I guess. I, I don't know. I, I I'm Florida number one in the South uh, West Arizona, deservedly so. Then then UCLA just beat them. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, they're yeah, number
0: one through their body of work, and and, right, the, and the committee really quick. The committee right. was very sure on the fact of going against college football, where the later games mean more than the earlier games. All the games in November mean the same exact
2: game, same exact amount as as they do in March, which I give them credit for. Virginia sweeps through the East, or uh, through the ACC, so they have the number one seed in the East. Wichita in the Midwest and good for them. Again, let those guys be praised and okay, they might get swept, they might even get beat by Cal Cal or something. No, they Southern. will not. Well, you never know. Kansas lost to Howard one year and I still ain't up that's never left my DNA yet. I would Yeah, never. but they
0: weren't a one seed. 'Cause that's never happened. It was a two seed. Yeah. No, I and mean, it might have been a one seed. Kansas almost lost to no, it was Harvard two or Stony Brook or something twice. Yeah. They almost lost. As a number one seed, they won by three and four points twice back to
2: back years. I'm starting to think this time of year these guys think um I'm I i can not get hurt. I'm about to go pro. And yeah, they play they play it looks like that. They play that way. It just looked like they, Or they're just they mentally wanna... weak. And not ready for the big stage. Well, then they shouldn't go
0: pro. Well, I mean, and a lot of times, a lot of times, these fifteen and fourteen seasons are all seniors. Like all these smaller schools, they'll stay for four years to build up their pedigree to maybe make it to the NBA. All these guys are, are older. They have more experience yeah. in big games. And I mean, all these all these guys in these big conferences, all these, in these big colleges, are kids. I mean, they're all freshmen and sophomores seemingly. Michigan State h- h- is um, is known for keeping their guys a couple years longer. But Kansas, Duke, I think Duke, Syracuse, Duke might be
2: keeping uh, Javari Parker. Yeah,
0: he might. He, he might, might say, up. but he also might go on his mission yeah. after if he, uh, if he uh, declares some sort of a religious mission for two years. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. The reality
1: I mean? is that these guys would know that everybody's watching them, including all the scouts. This is the time to go full out yeah. and show that you've got what it takes to be in the NBA. Yeah, but
0: you can't mistake it's that for
1: higher. you can't
0: mistake that for individual play over working as a team and winning a championship. Yeah.
1: Well, no, I understand, and within playing your position, you should be a team player. I mean, it's a team sport, but you've got to be able to do what you do at your absolute best within the confines of the team.
0: And I think that's waning in, in college basketball this year because AAU has such a huge presence yeah. now with college basketball. Okay. You, you have to score the most amount of points. You have to get the most blocks, the most steals. Defense is waning. You, you can't, um, um, you, uh, you, know, you, you don't learn to play as a team at AAU. And Kentucky I, um, just, especially Kentucky, just formulates these teams out of these blue chip guys, and just like, okay, well, I'm going to put you together and now. Play as a team doesn't work that way. Personality has a huge play in this. AAU
2: has been huge um, in Virginia, I, I, so I've always thought it was, I've always thought it was some a big thing. I, I know now because most of these colleges cut through the the, the, th- the th- hundred thousands of dollars that they. Uh, have to do themselves and they can go to an AAU coach or AAU assistant or just go watch an AAU basketball game and say I want this guy he's a scorer I can put him in a position teams like Kentucky would take him say we know you're only going to be here for one year and that's what the argument uh, has been going on this, this year about <clears throat> these guys obviously can't come out of high school anymore now you have to stay one year I, I'm starting to think you might want to stay two years, but I think that just benefits to the university. If you're doing that, you can't tell me if I got a chance to make <coughs> millions of dollars and my goal anyway was to go play in the NBA, then I can't do that. Yeah, so you, you got to make that option for everybody, yeah. every sport. I think you're looking baseball at baseball
0: and I think you're looking at it the the way that I mean I understand as a former player I get that that, that you have some burns about the universities making making money off these kids, and I understand it, it's a valid thing. I'm not saying it's invalid. Saying the NBA is looking at its, they're looking at their craft, they're looking at their sport as a whole, and it's getting worse. The play is getting worse. The teams are getting worse because players aren't ready when they come out of college. So they're trying to they protect their investment as the NBA as a whole and team owners and everything in that regard. And if you have guys stay for one more year in college, it'll teach them more skills, more more teamwork, more uh, just just overall knowledge about
2: basketball as a game, and it'll improve the nba as a craft these guys should have been taught that in, in aau but they're not they should have been taught this in high school but they aau not. is they just it, AAU
3: is just a, a, <laughs> it's it's, a, it's a farm system it's a
0: money game yeah it's a money game is what it is it's like a b c d camp it's all about these these just these camps that all these, these top these guys go to
2: mcdonald's all American. right you just
0: go and then they pick what college they want to go to they're like i'm gonna be the star what, what if you put five mcdonald's all americans on one team a There's a, not enough basketball well for everybody. That. They do that anyway. Right. But if they have it for two years, maybe it'll be sparsed out a little bit more. It'll be spread out a little bit more. Who benefits from that? The kids? The NBA does. Right. The kids eventually, yeah. If if you're good enough after one year, you'll be better after if two years. If everybody
2: benefits equally, I'm fine with however you do it. If everybody benefits equally. And after a while, the the
0: kids... The the athletes will get paid to a certain regard. Collegiate, in, in, in some collegiate point.
2: make more money through marketing, but that's always how it's going to be. Collegiate make more money through marketing of uh, other outside of high school. The NBA can generate more money than college basketball, even though college basketball I think is more pure because you're not getting into the contracts. But you're telling kids you have university and universal university coaches saying you can leave here in one year. I, I think I'm not saying the Kentucky coach does this, but I I think. Uh, that is an understanding where you come here. We know you leave. You go play with Roy Williams. You just gotta be. Oh, uh, uh, Chris, Mike Trucey. You gotta know that there's a good chance you might be here two years. Yeah, and, and with with Calipari because because of his pedigree, because he's won a
0: championship, he can bring him in, like right? That. And because it's Kentucky, you can do it. Right. You can do whatever you want because Kentucky is Kentucky basketball is the number one spectacle in that state. And, and in a
2: couple surrounding states as well. And that's why I say when these guys already have a passion to go pro, they, they go into a school that's going to let them go. Well, know. then you know
0: what? They can, they can, they can over, override college, go ac- overseas, and then come and enter the draft. They all you have to do is not be not out of two know. years. Yeah, no, that's well, all what you to do. I thought
1: that they were to take them out of college and put them in the D League and change the, the you know, aspects of the D League of how it's being looked it, at. It
0: would be a detriment to the kids because what, so you get out of the NBA, then what do you do? What if you're only in the NBA for three years? Then what? You better have a good contract. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do? I mean, you don't have a skill. You haven't learned anything in college. What do you do? You can go back to college. You can do that. Yeah, well, but you don't have a scholar. Your scholarships run out. Like all these things. You, all these have, things. If
2: you're in the NBA for three years, there are programs where the NBA. Uh, should have you going back to school. Have you been out in the NBA and for three years? That'll come in the future, morning. but it's yeah. out there now. The, there's some programs for that. The NFL has them, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. You know what? We we'll could talk a little bit more basketball tomorrow. Deborah Debris is online. She'll be in South Carolina. Are you going somewhere tomorrow?
1: No, no, no. no I'm, I'm speaking in town.
2: I'm speaking in town.
1: Yeah.
2: Alex Clancy, don't forget, we will be March 25th. We will be at Armadillo's Grill, live remote. Ryan Treasure would be there doing on the on the boards on the ones and twos.
0: We're gonna be wearing these green headsets in public. Nah, I'm,
2: gonna have a one. <laughs> I'm gonna have a different one. You wear green. <laughs> I'm bringing I'm gonna, my own. Yeah, I'm gonna have a different. Well, I guess St. Patrick's Day. This is the day that it works. Oh right yeah, here. you know there we you might may, maybe, but no. Kwame Sports Talk. <laughs> Alex Clancy, Deputy Debris, We will see you guys tomorrow.